0: 2 Timothy chapter number 3 this morning, 2 Timothy chapter number 3. For several weeks we've been talking about Paul, talking about Timothy. And Paul now is writing to Timothy in the second book of, of Timothy. This is a letter written to Timothy. The first letter was just challenging Timothy and, and instructing Timothy. And the second letter here is, is doing much of the same as he did in 1 Timothy. But now he has come to the end of his life. And Paul says, with me, look with me in verse number 6. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 6. Paul, writing to Timothy, says this, For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. If If you write in your Bible, I'd like for you to circle that, and I'd like you to write right next to that, I want the same thing. And you can have the same thing. It ought to be the desire of every Christian to, to say what Paul has said here, I have fought a good fight, I've finished my course, I've kept my faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness with the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that last day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Do you love his appearing? A few of you do. Do you love his appearing? Amen. We ought to desire, desire that crown. Now, the important thing, of, thing about, just by way of introduction to this, uh, uh, these crowns are things that we're going to give back at the feet of Jesus. One day, we are going to be face to face with our Savior. Why well, can't wait for that day? Have you ever gotten excited to see Somebody? When I was in, when I was pastoring in Columbus, Georgia, that was a military uh, city there, and, and we would see families that were excited somebody was coming home from the deployment and their kids were in our school and they'd walk into the school and they'd walk into their kids classrooms and you've seen the video I got to experience those things firsthand and those kids would jump up out of their seat and go running to their mom or dad which is uh, whichever one was coming home and so excited to see them and just hug them and kiss them it was such a a great reunion I think that's how it's going to be when we see Jesus It's all going to make sense. The things that we're trying to understand now that's difficult because we're human beings, we're going to understand when we see Him face to face, we're going to see those nail-scarred hands. We're going to see those nail-scarred feet. We're going to see Him face to face and worship Him. And there's something that we can lay down at His feet, and those are the crowns that Paul is speaking of. Those are rewards He's living his life in such a way, not so that he has something to his name, but so that he has something that he can give to Jesus when he sees Jesus face to face. Every time I go away, my girls will always say to me, can you bring me back something? And I look. I'll, they don't know most of the time it's in the gas station on the way back to the house, you know I stop in and find some cute little nuggets and bring it into them And, and they think, you know, wherever it came from They were so excited because they've got something from their dad I'll Be honest with you, I get excited to give them something because I love them But imagine what it's going to be like when we see Jesus face to face And we're able to give back to the righteous judge Lay back at his feet those crowns. I want you to look with me in the first, that was just introduction for you this morning. I want to look with, look with me please in the first verse of chapter number four. Paul writes this to Timothy, Timothy, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long and doctrine. For the time will come when they with that they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Verse number two, we're going to come back to verse number one in just a few moments, but in verse number two, I want you to see Paul's charge to Timothy. Paul is coming down to the end. Paul has had Timothy by his side. Remember, they've been in bonds together. They've been preaching together. Paul would take Timothy and people like Titus and, and he would teach them how to, how to start a New Testament church. He'd go into a city and he'd go to the pr- synagogues and he'd preach in the synagogues and Timothy would be there listening as Paul challenged the people, listening as Paul took the Word of God and opened up the Word of God, expounded on the Word of God, and he taught them Jesus Christ. Christ and the gospel, the good news. He told them that there was a a man named Jesus, the son of God that came and and he he is the deliverer of their sin. He, He went to the cross, he rose from the dead and because of that he offers salvation and Paul with great boldness would preach as Timothy sat and he listened. Now Timothy's at a place where he's now pastoring. They've switched now. Timothy is now leading and teaching and helping others, uh, another generation behind him to become bold in their faith and in their witness. Paul is now an aged man and Paul is at the time in his life where physically Paul is just broken. I believe Paul is, is saying here he's ready. Physically he's ready. He's been through it. He's tired. He's been beaten. He's been bruised. He's been jailed. He's been stoned. I mean, everything that that could happen to Paul, he's been shipwrecked. Everything that could happen to Paul has happened to Paul. And Paul, with confidence, knows this, that he can depart. And there's men like Timothy there that can carry that torch. They can preach. He's challenging Timothy. He sees here in verse number two, we we see the charge that he's given to Timothy. He says, preach the word. Isn't it amazing? That's that's what he preach the word. What, What men need and what women need in society today is to preach the word of God we don't need just self-help type things. We don't need to learn how to turn over a a new leaf. We need the Word of God, and we need preachers that'll stand on the Word of God and preach the Word of God. We live in a society today that, that churches, if we're not careful, become soft to sin and soft to doctrine and soft to the things of the Word of God. And Paul says to Timothy, preach the Word of God. We need the Word of God. We need preachers that'll stand and and preach it. Be instant, he says, in season and out of season. You know what he's saying? Always be prepared to preach. Always be prepared to give, always be uh, be prepared to instruct, constantly be helping others. Just like Paul, no matter where he was, whether he was in prison or whether he was in a synagogue preaching, he was always prepared to give the gospel. He was always prepared to know the Word of God. He was always prepared to open it up and help somebody in their life as a Christian. So Paul is giving Timothy this charge. He's saying, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. And then he's telling them how to preach. He says here, in preaching, reproof, rebuke, exhort. And he says this with all long suffering in doctrine. With all long suffering and doctrine. You know, he's saying there, make sure that your your, your heart is right in dealing with people. Make sure that you're patient. Make sure that you're teaching and preaching with love. But as you're teaching and preaching in love, make sure what you're teaching and preaching is right. Listen, God is a God of love. All through the Bible, all through the New Testament, you find where God is the God of love. But I want you to know today also that God cannot allow sin into his presence. God also is a a mighty God, a powerful God. And the wrath of God is going to be poured out upon this earth. Yes, he's a loving God. Yes, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world to die for our sins. And the reason why he sent his son, his only son, to come and face that cruel punishment is because God can allow sin into his presence. There must be a payment for sin. Paul says to Timothy, preach with truth. Preach with long-suffering. Preach doctrine. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. But preach... He says in verse number 5, go with me there, he says, but watch. But watch in all things. Endure afflictions. Do you notice there's an S on the end of that word, afflictions? Not just affliction, but many. Many. He's giving him this charge here. He says, I want you to preach the gospel. I want you to to be instant and in season as you. So constantly be preaching, constantly be helping, constantly be exhorting, constantly walk along somebody and instruct them in the things of God. Have patience and long-suffering with them, but preach the truth. And then he helps Timothy understand in verse 5. He said, "I want you to watch. I want you to pay attention because afflictions are going to come." You know, I believe this that there was probably times in Paul's life where his flesh wanted to quit. If you were to read, and we don't have the time, I wish we did this morning. If you were to read of Paul, those that have those that have left Paul, we're actually gonna. Study that this evening in our six o'clock service. But there were many here in 2 Timothy that Paul named. Paul finds himself alone. Paul's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and persecution comes. Paul finds himself beaten. Paul finds himself imprisoned, all because he's preaching truth. Paul has this great passion to see all mankind saved. Matter of fact, he says this, I I, I wish for my sake or for your sake that that I could take what you have and you could be saved just, just so that you'd be saved. I care so much and I love you so much. I don't want any man to endure death separated from God. With great passion, Paul preaches the gospel. This is Paul's life. Paul loved the gospel, he loved the Lord, and he loved uh, those uh, those that he was preaching to so much so that he was willing to endure persecution. He was willing to endure jail and prison and beatings and shipwrecks. He was willing to endure being stoned and, and being left for dead. He saw that as the price that he was willing to pay so that the world would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Could you imagine that kind of zeal? Well, I'd love to be that kind of Christian that was willing to give all, to be anything that I needed to be so that others would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the type of Christian that we need to be. And that's what Paul is telling Timothy. Affliction is going to come. Heartache is going to come. It's going to be difficult at times, but I want you to be ready, be watchful, and continue to preach no matter what comes your way, no matter what trials come, no matter what difficulty comes, no matter what news you hear today, be ready to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul knew this, what mattered was that others heard the good news of Jesus Christ. He was getting Timothy to the place where Timothy had the right priorities in his life. You see, as long as you keep those right priorities, then when afflictions come and problems come and and discouragement comes, you'll stay that course. He says also in verse number five, as he's giving Timothy this charge, he says this, endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist. Now, what does that mean? I want you to turn with me to just a couple pages over to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Same book. Just to the first chapter, if you would, please. Second Timothy chapter number 1. In verse number 8. He said, Timothy... I want you to be instant in season and out of season in preaching the word of God. Do the work an evangelist or do the work where you're preaching the good news. Tell others about Jesus Christ. I want you to see in verse number eight, uh, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse number 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partakers of the afflictions of, of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it now may manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles." For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And he says in verse number 13, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And so when he is saying to Timothy, do the work of the evangelist, what he is saying to Timothy is, don't forget, don't forget that others need the gospel no matter how busy you get in life, no matter how difficult life gets, no matter how many afflictions you might have, no matter what happens in your life, make sure the gospel of Jesus Christ is your priority. The world needs to know who Jesus is. You know, they say, I just recently read, they say since the beginning of man, about 14 billion people have been born. About 14 billion. That's a lot of people. Over half are living today in this generation. Now think about that. All the way back to when God said, let there be light. And then he took and he formed man, and then he breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living soul. When man started to produce, they say some 14 billion human beings have been born, and half are alive today. But what a great opportunity we have. What a great opportunity, but what a great responsibility that we have. Out of all the human beings born, if half of them are alive today, that means half of every human being that's ever been born. We had the responsibility to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Paul is saying to Timothy, "You're responsible." No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what afflictions you are going through, no matter what problems you're going through, no matter what life is bringing at you, no matter what persecution you have, no matter where you find yourself, do the work of the evangelist. Make sure that you are taking the gospel message to a lost and a dying world. I talked to Brother Ray Nowak this morning. Well, last week he was sharing with me, and um, he was back in the hospital. And so what he does is he says, Lord, I guess you have me here because there's nurses and doctors that need to be saved. I love that. I love that response. Instead of what was me for being here, I guess there's someone here that needs to be saved. So he shared with me last week, he said I was able to give the gospel to one of the nurses or two of the nurses and one of them actually prayed with me to receive the gospel and said, praise the Lord, what a wonderful thing. He showed me his favorite track. It's called Paid in Full. He gave her that track. And track and that track shared with gospel how to be saved and 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 uh, he got a little thank you note he just showed me before church this morning say she sent him a thank you note uh, 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 to his home and in that thank you note it, it thanked him for being such a good patient and uh, you know uh, obeying all the doctor's rules and and in that note she signed it paid in full it signed her name isn't that a wonderful thing. I've walked into the hospital with, with others in our church as they were there with their family, and, and I've watched others as they've stood outside of the door with their loved one in the hospital room, outside of the door with a nurse. And I, I distinctly remember this one where they're just standing there, and I thought they were talking about the, the sickness of their their child that was in the room, but instead they were standing outside that door with a little New Testament showing that nurse how to be saved. And I knew that's what it was when both of them bowed their head and they began to pray and receive Christ as her savior. What a wonderful thing it is and what, what Paul is saying to Timothy. No matter where you find yourself, no matter you find yourself in afflictions, no matter if you find yourself in a difficult place, no matter where you find yourself, you must always remember that your purpose, that your goal, that your desire ought to be to do the work of the evangelist. Always be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Always be telling those around you how to be saved. Always be telling the good news that Jesus Christ, yes, He died. Yes, He rose again. And He can give you eternal life. And He is there as your as your Savior of your soul. Paul is saying, don't ever forget. Do the work of the evangelist. Be a soul letter. God, help us never to be a church where the gospel is talked about in these walls, but not lived and talked about outside of these walls. All week long, each and every person that is here that knows Jesus Christ ought to be doing the work of an evangelist, doing the work that God has called us to, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ and sharing it with the lost and dying world. And Paul is telling him in his charge, don't ever, don't ever, don't ever stop telling the gospel message. He says in verse number 5, do the work of the evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. I believe there he's saying to Timothy guard yourself. Guard yourself. Guard your heart. Guard your mind. And you know, we live in a world today that's it's difficult. Everywhere you look Satan in this world is trying to draw you in. Every time you turn on that computer screen, every time you go on that internet, every time that you drive and you see billboards, every time you walk in and see a magazine, every time your mind, your eyes are constantly being attacked, you're constantly being drawn in. I was in the store the other day with one of my girls, and this fellow was on the phone. We we're looking in the aisle picking something up, I don't remember what it was, but it, Picking something up for my wife, and me and one of my girls were there, and this guy was right next to us on the phone. He's talking on the phone, and he is talking like a sailor. I mean, just words I couldn't believe. And I looked at him, I did one of those. He looked back at me, he went, and I pointed at my daughter. And he pointed at my daughter. And he went back to talking the way he was talking. Good thing I was convicted to share the gospel because I wanted to share something else with him at that moment. And I said, yo, shouldn't need to hear those things. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. I mean, he wasn't even making complete sentences without curse words in there. it's thrown at us our ears our eyes it's constantly we're constantly being bombarded you turn on the television set you can't watch commercials you can't even watch TV much anymore without things of this world just being bombarded in our minds He says, Make full proof of the ministry. Or Paul is saying to Timothy, Make full proof. Make sure that you're grounded. Make sure that you're solid. Make sure there's nothing there that can cause you a disruption. Make sure there's nothing in your life that's going to shipwreck you from finishing the course. Listen to me, each one of us today, we need to make full proof of our lives. I know Paul is speaking to Timothy a preacher he's preaching he's teaching Timothy the one that that was with him all through these uh, times of 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 hurt and suffering and now he's letting Timothy become a preacher but I believe everything he's telling Timothy is exactly what we as Christians need here today. We need to ensure that our lives are being lived in such a way to where we can hear one day, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Every single Christian here today ought to desire to hear those words from our Savior, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And Paul is charging Timothy. I want you to see quickly with me here this morning in verse number three, Paul says this, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Paul, I think that time is come. But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know what I always find in counseling? Most people go to those that will give them the answer they want to hear. And Paul said, be careful of that. Somebody say, have you talked to the preacher? I'm not going to talk to him because I know what he's going to say. He's going to tell you what the Word of God says. Isn't it ironic, every time you want to do something opposite from the Word of God, you usually go and you find somebody that will support you. You find somebody that will tell you what they want to hear. And you even might even at times find a Christian that will agree with you. Isn't it amazing who we find when we want to hear what we want to hear? People we'd never listen to. But now, now that we're hard as cold, now, as, as Paul says here, the time's going to come when they're not going to endure sound doctrine, but they're going to go after their own lust. They're going to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In verse number four, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. He's not talking about the lost here. He's talking about you and he's talking about me. Paul says, Timothy. You're going to live in a day that they're going to turn from sound doctrine. They're going to turn from truth. They're going to turn their ears off to the truth. And they're going to turn away. And they're going to live their lives according to their lust. They're going to live their lives according to this world. They're going to forget that we are just pilgrims and sojourners here in this world. We're not to get involved in the things of this world. But we're to live our lives like we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Heaven is our home. And that's what we need to be telling people who Jesus is and how, to they can get there. That's our goal in life, he says. But sometime, sometime, there's going to be some. They're going to turn away. They're going to forget that our goal as a Christian is to point other people to heaven. They're going to forget that their goal as a Christian is to introduce others to Jesus Christ. They're going to forget that their goal as a Christian is to be an evangelist and tell others the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the lust that they want, the desires of their flesh, they're going to want to go after. They're going to deny truth. Paul gives Timothy a charge. Paul also is giving a warning here as well. He says this, and they're going to be turned over to fables. Stories. How many of you dads at bedtime tell your kids stories? I do. I make them up. I could have a book in my hand, I don't follow the book. I just make things up. Matter of fact, I had a leadership book, and it was had pictures in it, and it had it was about muskrats. The whole book was about muskrats. It had pictures. It was a great book. I enjoyed it. My daughter saw all the pictures of the Chloe saw all the pictures of the muskrats, and she thought it was a kid's book. And so she says, "Dad, read that book to me." And so I just went through and I read this book. It had nothing to do with leadership. It had all to do, and she loved the story so much, she asked if I would come into her kindergarten class and read it to her class. I told her, babe, I don't know if I have the time. She actually went to her teacher, and her teacher said, if he doesn't have the time, bring it in and she'll read it to the class. I said, Chloe, I don't think it's going to sound quite like the story I read. Reading this story, making it up. I couldn't read that same story again. I don't remember what I said. But she thought it was good. The whole thing was a fable. It wasn't true. I took something. And I made a fable out of it. She was impressed. Satan takes things. And he makes fables out of them. And Paul says this to Timothy. Some Christians are going to be impressed. They're going to be impressed by the lies that Satan says. But he says they're fables, they're not true. He says to Timothy, stick to truth. Because in the end times, there are going to be some that don't want to stick to truth. He says he's giving this warning. For that time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And I need to be finished here. He says this in verse number 6, 7, and 8. He says there's going to be a reward. Turn with me, if you would, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, and I'll be finished. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 in verse number 20 or oh, I'm sorry in verse number 10 2nd Corinthians 5 10 Paul writing to the church at Corinth he says this for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ every one of us is going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every one of our that, that every one may receive the things done in his in his body, according to that he hath done. Whether it be good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. He says this in verse number ten. Every single one of us we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul said, I want to stand there and I want to receive the rewards there at the judgment seat so that when I see my Savior, I can place them back at the feet of Jesus. But Paul's warning is this, we will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. What's done there in your body, whether it be good or whether it be bad, whether it be good or evil, whether it be uh, wrong or right, we are going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. And Paul says this to Timothy, be sure, make sure that you realize that is going to happen. Don't live your life in such a way where it's about living for the things of this earth. Know this. There's something after this life. You know what he was reminding Timothy? Don't do Live your life for this world. Live your life for heaven. Don't work for the things of this world. Nothing you keep, nothing you get in this world you can keep. Live a life in such a way to where you receive rewards. That for all of eternity, you can praise the name of Jesus. How are you living your life today? Paul gives a charge. Paul gives a warning. And Paul then encourages with rewards.